Ah, come on. Feeling like you might freak out? Try Guaranteed Ride Home from Commuter Connections. If you ride share to work, you are eligible to receive a couple of free rides home each year. Guaranteed. Why freak out about getting home in case of illness, unexpected emergencies, or unscheduled overtime? Register or renew today for free at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Polini perspective. It's Wednesday. Wednesday? The daily. Oh, let's spin the wheel of Republican excuses, Patrick, for, for the impeachment like hearing. Wheel of impeachment? Yeah, wheel of impeachment. <laughs> That's so damning against our oh, president. Blah, blah, blah. Although blah, I, I blah. doubt he will probably be. No, the House will impeach him because they, they can't. They have to now. It's gone horrible, horribly for the Democrats. Okay. You know, Sonderlands today. How has it gone horribly they, for the Democrats? Here's why. Oh, like, let step back for one second. To impeach a president, you have to have clear evidence of a crime. There isn't even, even my most liberal friends, and yes, I do have liberal friends. <laughs> A lot of them. That's amazing. Well, I live in Maryland. <laughs> in, okay, Mon- in like Montgomery Wait, County. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. yeah, I have to go. Yeah, <laughs> The most liberal. Even they admit. Yeah, they hate Trump. They don't like him. He's inappropriate. His conversations are inappropriate. His foreign policy is all over the place. Blah, blah, blah. When you ask them. What has been proven in four days of testimony? That connects Trump to anything that rises to an impeachable offense. The answer is nothing. There has not been one specific. Is, not, it is true. How are they saying that? Well, first of all, what, we were talking what? about this. Former ambassador of Ukraine testifies on Friday, discusses how she's intimidated by Trump. Okay, so? Feels threatened. And then he's tweeting threatening things about so what? her. Okay. Patrick, that's an impeachable no, offense. No, it's not. It's intimidation. Oh, my God. Please. This That's is like great. You sound spin. like Schiff here. You guys just spin like all the different things. That I'm going to call you Sarah Schiff. Why would he <laughs> even do that? Because he's nuts. But that's not impeachable. Like, you, he, here's the thing. There's impeachable. And then there's, he's not a good president. Or he is a good president. Or you can't stand him. Or you want him out. And then vote him out. The Dems want to get him out now, as I've said for the last six months. The Democratic candidates are a mess. There's no one strong. There's no one that can beat him. That's why you have Bloomberg coming out. And then since we've let Deval Patrick's coming out, Obama comes out this week and says clearly, my advice to all of you candidates is do not go far left. And... The problem you have is two of your top four, Sanders and Warren, are way left, socialist. By the way, we've been talking about it. Buttigieg climbing, climbing, climbing. Poll just came out yesterday. They say he's up 10%, uh, 10 points in New Hampshire. I'm not sure I believe that. He's number two in Iowa. Maybe can win Iowa. If Buttigieg wins Iowa and then goes on and beats Warren... In the state, uh, the border state to Massachusetts. But that wouldn't surprise me. Would it surprise you? I mean, I feel like it's... The question is, can Buttigieg get the black vote? If he could get even a moderately 
high, you know, decent percentage on the black vote. Mm-hmm. I could see him riding this entire thing to the nomination. Yeah. I and I still say he will be Trump's toughest opponent. That would be amazing. Because as crazy as Trump is, you start attacking what appears to be a nice, openly gay, American from the Midwest, who, by the way, doesn't have a long track record of voting because he wasn't in the Senate. He's not in Congress. He's a mayor, you know, South Bend, Indiana. I think he'd be the hardest person for Trump to attack. Um, I love watching Bill Maher now. So, and I could, by the way, and I could see suburban moms. Oh yeah, who are on the fence between Trump and, and you know the the Democratic candidates easily going into Buttigieg's camp. As Bill Maher said, I was watching his show on Friday night. He said, let's try gay. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the American people are like, they love new. They love, you know, they love something different. And now he's like, hey, you know, you what's know great? Let's, let's just try gay. I, I, I'm just going to step back I for a second. I think it's awesome. Do you know what's great? And again, I can't speak for all Americans, although I like to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> um, I think it's great. And it probably should have happened 20 years ago. But that in, you know, 2019... I don't even think his sexual orientation matters to, I would, and again, I'm making this number up completely. 90% of Americans. I think, I think you're 100% correct. I really do. I mean, I don't, it could be 95, it could be, yeah. yeah. But it's a very high, high percentage of that, that would, like, it's not even, an, to me, it's not like it's, it sh- nor should it be, but it's not. And then I'm sure there's some evangelicals and Catholics or whatever. There'll be there'll be yeah, sure there'll be a percentage. Of, and, yeah, and, yeah. But that's what any like any candidate, whether you're black, whether you're a you woman. know an old white guy, a woman, or gay, whatever. There's always a percentage of the voting block that's not going to vote for that person just because of that. Right. But I think it's great. I mean, I think he he's going to be tough. He he. If you're for Trump, you want Warren or Sanders. And maybe even Biden, but I think Biden maybe could be Trump. Buttigieg could be tough. That would and, be. And listen, somebody that I said over a year ago who hasn't really made a ton of traction, Klobuchar starting to move up. She is. My God, I forgot she's even in the race. Yeah, Klobuchar starting to move up. Really? Yeah. Uh, no I mean, one, when no I one. say up, she's at four. Right. Okay. Right. Right. But she's 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 higher than uh, Kamala. Yeah, right. Well, Kamala's not doing well. Cory Booker's not doing well. They're toast. Yeah. And Warren is flattened out. As soon as she came out with a $52 trillion health care plan, it was like, whoa, this woman's, you know. Well, I thought Obama, like that statement, I agree with you. I thought that was great that he said basically that's the biggest threat to the Democratic Party right now. Here's an interesting question, though. Is Obama the leader of the Democratic Party still? The progressives probably don't think so. Um, I don't know if he's the leader, but and, don't you think and his if he voice truly believes if he truly believes Cannon shouldn't go that far left, why hasn't he endorsed Biden yet? Well, probably waiting to see. I mean, you know, I think he. I'm sure, you know, obviously he and Joe it appeared had a great relationship, but I mean, I think there's some blatant things about Joe. You know, I mean, he is older, right? Joe, you know, familiarity is great, but he still makes like. You know, off the cuff statements that aren't terrific. I don't know that. <laughs> so does Trump. 
Yeah, but I, mean, I think here's the question. I think people liked that at first with Trump, but I think the problem with Trump is Trump is continued, right? I'll, I always go back to like right after he won, 60 Minutes did this amazing interview with Trump. He said, "Oh, I'm going to hardly tweet." You know, everything I remember he that basically interview. said he he hasn't held up. The one thing know, about Trump, there's no wall. The one you know, thing, like, not the one thing, but one thing. He's either going to go down or win. The way he is right now, like what are you gonna there's say, no Patrick, change when he doesn't want to leave the White House. That's going to be the big thing when he refuses to leave, when he believes it's rigged, when he wants a revote, he won't when he it. wants a recount. I, I don't see it. Now, are you going to work for the Trump TV network when he launches it? Like, <laughs> do you think that'll be like your no, final gig? Like, no, no, no. What? Oh, I could see you there. You'd be no. amazing. You're so good. <laughs> You'll be like first to apply. Okay. Look, I mean, I love giving you a hard time. But um, let's get back really quick. So yes. Sondland testifies today. There is, you know, depending on how far the rabbit hole you want to go down, there is also some uh, rumor So he's that- a guy that, you know, he's changed his testimony multiple times. It okay. looks like in his pre-release statement um, that he's going to say there, he believes there was quid pro quo. But on the meeting, the Zelensky meeting with Trump, through Rudy Giuliani's dealings with him and that he didn't want to deal with Rudy and he believed it was at the the direction of the president, no direct evidence, but that there wasn't necessarily a quid pro quo on the aid. He didn't know why the aid was being held up, but there was nothing in his, he didn't feel it was improper is what he's going to say. Okay, now this is after basically you know, saying that there was flag. no quid pro quo right. and that he felt everything Which was on the up and up. Changing his story. So again, I, I, I don't. I think he's going to be one of these witnesses that if you believe there was a crime committed or impeachable offense, you're still going to be. Yeah. You're going to be like smoking gun. And if you believe that, yeah, maybe Trump was Lucy with the uh, you know investigations, which he was. But it's not impeachable. Your your mind's not going to be changed. Um. Okay. And he, here's the thing, though. Real quick, <clears throat> and I didn't realize this. I didn't realize how long a potential Senate trial might take because you got to go through the whole, entire process, all the evidence, all the witnesses again. So you have Senator Sanders, Senator Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, all sitting senators. Who would have to sit for a five, six week trial, six days a week, leading into the key primary season of the race. Right. So as much as I believe this impeachment proceeding and and the narrative around Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Burisma and all this negativity, because there was, it was inappropriate for sure. I don't think there was anything probably, I, I, I think like any other politician, he took care of his kid, right? Right. But if they have to sit for six weeks, I mean, six days a week for five, six weeks and can't campaign, can't talk about, impeach, by the way, once they sit as jurors on a, an impeachment uh, trial, they can't talk about it. So they can't go on the cam- campaign trail and said, Trump should be impeached. Can't. They're under a gag order. Can't say anything. Mm. It helps Biden at that point. He'll be the only one allowed they to be can. out there. Well, Buttigieg can be. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, Buttigieg for sure, yes. But I'm saying it will help. Right, you're, it, you're saying some of the It's almost like a players. reversal kind yeah. in a weird way. They don't want to sit there for six weeks. Yeah. I guarantee you they're freaking out about the fact that they're going to be tied to Washington for, I mean, they cannot go. 
But right. that would look really bad. Yeah, they're going to have to be there. And that's part of their At job. least most of the time. When will these round of impeachment hearings be uh, wrapped up? They say, every, they say all witnesses, the goal is all witnesses before Thanksgiving. Because obviously they have to go on their oh, yeah, five-week yeah, right, Thanksgiving right. hiatus. Because they don't work. Five weeks. I mean, they work barely. <laughs> I mean, I think they work you know, 20 weeks a year, really. We're in the wrong business. I know. I just... Go beat them at the polls. Well, they're going to. I mean, who, who, like, how do you feel like Trump is winning? I don't think that people are supportive of Trump. I think they're exhausted. Here's by how they're it. winning. Okay. I have friends who live in North Carolina. Okay. Construction. Never been busier in his life. He's actually booking jobs out to August of 20. Okay. Yeah, no. And his friends are busy. And his friends' friends are busy. People are working. They're employed. Their wages are up. Retail spending is up. Travel is up. Unemployment is at the lowest in 30, 40 years. Black unemployment is low. Hispanic unemployment is low. Female employment is at the lowest. Unemployment is at the lowest. At the end of the day, that is what people taking care of their families and having a job and having livable wages and to be able to go on a vacation or at least save a little bit of money Trump's, no pun intended, everything. And he wins again. Here's the thing. We still have a long as much as go. you hate him and his, his rhetoric and craziness <laughs> or whatever. I don't hate him. I hate just, him. just don't think he's qualified to be president. Take out the name. Just look at your life versus three years ago. And if everyone does that, everything's okay. Things are pretty good. I, and yeah, we could debate whether he's had anything to do with it, his policies, is it, at the end of the day. But don't you think, I feel like people, though, are nervous because there's been so much drama around him. There's been so many decisions made pulling out of Syria. I mean, I think that the has issue that, is, has I think that a lot really of people gone are cra- Has that gone bad? Here's the thing. Well, yeah, but these things take a little bit, you know, no, you've got to give it but, a little but more time. It's only you also have to. You also have to balance that with... And we've talked about this. 90% of the stories on him, no matter what he does, says, his actions, policies are negative. It's always he's wrong. Right? He's always wrong. You know, by his own a doing, Democratic, so he campaigned for the Republican governor, uh, uh, the Republican candidate for governor in Louisiana. The governor, the, uh, the incumbent was a Democrat. So Trump goes down there. The incumbent still wins. The Democrat wins again. Every newspaper, every pundit, Trump can't get the Republican over the finish line. Obama, and this is not a whataboutism, it's fact, lost both House and Senate, 13 governorships, lost almost every state legislator that had been Democrat in his first two years. By the way, couldn't get Hillary Clinton over the line against Trump as a president. But you never heard that. Like, that's what, like, Obama campaigned well for himself. Oh, and by the way, Obama won in a landslide in the second term. Despite losing the House, losing the Senate, losing governorships, losing state legislators, thousands of seats he lost. Right. Still crushed it in his second term. And I think that's what's going to happen with Trump. People, for whatever, whether they like him, they think he's nuts, but they, like, whatever it is. I think he wins again, and I think the Democrats continue to gain in the House, 
And I think oh, they'll get closer so in the Senate, scary. but I don't think that I think the Republicans hold on to the Senate by one or two seats. Oh, my Lord. Well, um, hopefully. He and then Trump gets to appoint probably two more Supreme Court justices. <laughs> oh, God. OK, well, we'll see. There's still a long way to go. Yeah, there is. And long a lot can happen. Long way. 2020 will be very interesting. Uh, by the way, you also were in BNC, which is a, a broadcasting yes. publication about your decision to essentially take. You're one of the only stations, I believe, right, locally taking uh, the hearings online and are you airing it on fox 5 plus is that yeah so we made the decision and we had the luxury of we have obviously two stations so we made the decision to um go gavel to gavel on fox 5 plus which is you know channel 20 in addition to that we are streaming the coverage and not just streaming it we have tom fitzgerald who's our political uh reporter with a republican and a democratic guest each day of the hearings so there's providing full analysis throughout the entire day as the coverage is going on you know we'd like to say it's really the first impeachment hearing ever obviously that's really it's we're calling it the social you know the social media impeachments right so um and then we could still appease our core daytime early afternoon viewers who still want to get their programming from TTG, you know. Um, Don't take my Judge Judy. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, trust me, if I preempted Judge Judy, I'd get a lot more emails than if I sh- aired the hearings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, my God. People Those love their people, Judge Judy. Oh, my. They're like, they will kill you yeah, if you move she's Judge she's amazing Judy. with Judge Judy. Um, and Wendy. Oh, my God. We get oh, so... I, I move Wendy like, Williams. Yeah. I got to hide for a week. Those are your staples. Um, all right. Let's talk sports. There's always a yes. lot going on in sports. Colin Kaepernick um, with this this just like whole bizarre NFL, um, you know, sort of workout that was held for him last Saturday. Um so much discussion continues about this because kind of as it unfolds, the NFL waiver they wanted him to sign, which essentially would waive his rights to sue them in the future, um, which he refused to sign. Uh, then you've had a lot of well-known sports commentators. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith uh, pipe in, who's gotten a ton of backlash, of course, and he is black, obviously, uh, but a lot of people feel like he is not standing up for uh, black athletes, which he's, you know, come back and defended. So what's your take on Cap and that... I, I, so first I've, of all, do you think that was a big PR stunt by the NFL? Let me step back. So my position on Cap has been consistent. I didn't agree with him kneeling. And not because I think people have a right to protest. I think it's I think it's a misguided protest to kneel for the flag. My biggest problem with it was that he was doing it at work. You don't have a right to protest at work. That was always my position. I wouldn't allow people to protest here. People don't have a right to protest. He was working. Where? What? Where are like First Amendment rights? No, they, no, they don't extend to work. They don't. That's crazy. End of story. They don't. Okay. He could protest on his own time. He wants to hold, you know, rallies at the Capitol. He has every right to do that. I thought he used the NFL, his okay. place of work. To get his message out, which I thought was wrong. Having said that, I always thought he should play. He had every right to play. He was probably better than, you know, a third, if not all the backups at some point, like in the last three years, right? This last, I, I now I'm on the Stephen A. side. I think Cap's full of crap. I think him, Nike, they're trying to do a commercial. 
I, Nike's denied that, but I believe that they were trying to do a commercial because there was some. I mean, I, hours because, because hours before the workout, which was supposed to be at the Atlanta Falcons facility, right? You had twenty four NFL teams sending someone. They moved it. I believe it was almost a hundred miles away to a high school. Then only eight went. Fighting back and forth, he said, she said, NFL. You know, they said he they wanted w- to pick he his wanted own to film it on his receiver. He made every excuse to not get signed. I don't believe he wants to be signed anymore. I believe he's become a martyr. I believe he's making a lot of money with his connection with Nike and other things. And I now think he's full of crap. I well, totally think Stephen he's full of crap. And I agree with him 100%. Stephen A. Smith's thing was like, this guy doesn't want to play. Nope. Uh, you know, right. Made it difficult, you know, wanted his own receivers. At the same time, though, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, Plus he walked. I mean, we forget. He 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 had a contract, I believe it. And I don't know this exact. I believe it was for $13 million. He had the option to re-sign with the Niners three years ago. And he opted out thinking he would get re-signed. And no one re-signed him. And then he obviously sued the NFL for collusion and all this stuff. Which they settled, by the way. I believe right? they, they did, they yes. They settled a, for an undisclosed, we don't, I don't think we know the terms, but whatever that may be. I, I just think that this was... And if, he does now have a charitable organization if where you, people can donate. If you him. were in Cap's camp, I think it's hard. It's He made it harder this past weekend to remain in his in his camp. You think? I, in my opinion. No, but wait, but wait. I mean, the big thing from Cap's camp is that the NFL sort of surprised him with this waiver that they wanted signed, you know, day of. Okay, we all work for big companies. I mean, that doesn't sound like that. They probably did want him to sign away okay, his rights. Okay, maybe. well, yeah, well, what would you do in that, sir? I mean, I don't think that's well, fair, I, do you? I, I, don't, I don't know the details of the waiver or from the legal standpoint. I just... If you really want to get back in well, the NFL, you can't, like, totally no, judge him. Hold on. If you really want to get back in the NFL, you do everything you can to get back in the NFL. He does. He didn't. He doesn't really want to get back in. I don't know. I think it was a PR was, stunt. I think the whole thing was a setup, though, by the NFL. I think the NFL I think it was a setup on the other say, side. I think it was a setup on his part, like how? Stephen A. said. Cap didn't set it up. I think the NFL wanted wants to be able to say, "Look, we've extended every opportunity no. for this guy to play. We, we tried why to set the up NFL, this thing." Why would the NFL want to create more eyes on it? No. I think they want to because they they still have on an ongoing lawsuit that they haven't set, settled. I thought you said it was settled. They have the civil one, but doesn't he have a second one about discrimination? I think I, he's good. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he has a second one. I think that, I, I don't know. It, to me, the whole thing seems strange that all of a sudden now, like you were saying, after three years, now they want to set up a workout with him. Why? Then they want him to sign this waiver. Then it makes him look. Yeah, film crews there. Nike was there. I mean, the whole thing. I think. I think he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. I maybe, mean, maybe. You know, I just, you know, you're not a fan. Uh, it's not, not about. I, I, as I said, I think he was wrong to kneel from the beginning at work. I think um, he opted out. He could have made another thirteen million. I do believe that. Which, but by the way, people like protest at work. I mean, protesting at work is like one of the biggest who, ways. Who, that, who, proce- who well, protests? Well, you have union strikes from teachers that's all not, the time. That's they, that, no, that's work stoppage. That's in their collective bargaining agreement that they're allowed to do that. That's not a protest. It is a form of protest. They walk no, out. They refuse to work. It's a they. They have strikes. No, they have those. Yeah, but they have those rights in their CBA. It's totally different. Was there if an my, actual? If if one of our talent or main anchors started protesting during a newscast, 
You think that would go well? Well, not with you. But... No, with anyone. If I, <laughs> no, do you think you. if I protested? What are our union rights, though? Under the collective bargaining agreement, do we have any right to protest at work with our union rights? No. With SAG-AFTRA? No. Okay. You well, don't. <laughs> well, we need to renegotiate. That sucks. There's difference between protesting and then following the collective bargaining agreement for work. But obviously, okay, work. Look, they were letting him protest in the NFL. So the NFL must have had, they must not have had a, because he wasn't fined. For doing that, eventually, what the NFL cleverly did, of course, was stop showing the national anthem. So then it kind of cut down on all the, you know, they got around it. Yeah, by, I know. By doing the whole that. kneeling thing was overblown. You know, I think Trump used it as a rallying cry, and you know, it was to me, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Like, if you want to stand, if you want to, I mean, I thought it was a little disrespectful to kneel for sure. I don't, I didn't agree with it, but that didn't mean I was offended by it. Right, I agree. I was kind of. You know, in the you were mo- indifferent. Like, yeah, I was. In, I was. It. I was totally indifferent right. on it. Um, all right. Well, let's talk some other NFL news. So, one Miles Garrett. That was a big thing in the past week. Is that um, crazy? You no, know, he's set to appeal that. He's appealing. Tomorrow. It won't. So, Miles Garrett is the uh, Cleveland Browns player who, at the end of the game, um, ripped the helmet off of the Steelers quarterback uh, Rudolph and um, basically uh, tried to kill him with it. <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. They were having a moment, yeah. Yeah. So he's been suspended indefinitely through the remainder of the year, postseason, and he can't uh, come back until he meets with uh, Roger Goodell. Um, it was very scary. It was really, really scary. I mean, even players were like, what do you mean, was it? If Trump NFL did that. Is a, football's a violent <laughs> game. Maybe that's what Trump should do. Just start like. Yeah, well. But football's a violent game. Was it? I didn't think it was that shocking. I guess I don't know. You know, I mean, not that shocking. What what has happened to you? Blood and like it could have. It's a violent game. These guys get crushed all the time and clocked out. Like hold hold on a second. It had nothing to do with with the course of the game. It's it's not a natural event that occurs in that game. Ripping off the helmet of another player and then using that helmet and swinging it at their head, you think is not violent? Is it any different than what we see in hockey? Like, would we what? are we upset when uh, they take their helmets off in hockey and start smack beating each other closed fists in the face? Well, it's interesting because we did just talk about that, right? I don't think it's that violent. Fighting in hockey has been a staple of the sport for people love it as long as hockey's been around. We did just talk about, is there a, have we reached the point where hockey needs to enough? As much as you like to watch a fight in hockey, it's, you know, I mean, these are big guys, Uh, big contracts, people are making a lot of money. That's a whole other conversation. You bring up a good point there. But swinging a helmet at somebody and trying to kill them is probably not. He was not trying to kill him. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was any worse than any hockey fight. Six-game suspension for the rest of the season? That's insane. I like this in you. I like the violence. <laughs> well, I mean, these they already are violent. I mean, if you're being paid to be knocked out, I look at Julian Edelman, like how that man still stands up and walks in a straight line. Like, the poor guy is like... Five eight, and I mean he's been so abused. Like that, you know, we could do his that. His retirement like, is going to be so like we crippled. Could, you know, determine who should anchor the weather in the morning. We can have like a, <laughs> like just start throwing like 
don't think it's that bad. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? I didn't read this story till I, I was on your Twitter um, of the Redskins player who's yes. not really girlfriend or whatever overdoses at his home. This isn't going to go well for him or the Redskins. Ashburn. This is nuts. Okay, so tell me more about this story. So it's is it Monte Monte Nicholson? Monte Nicholson. Nicholson. Okay. Uh, and again, there's a lot. So there's a lot wild. of alleged here and a yeah. lot of lot of moving parts and facts, but. There was a girlfriend or a woman at it appears to be at his home who had some sort of episode what appears now to be doing drugs. Oh yeah. Well she I believe it's like stated she died of a drug overdose. Yeah, no, right? no, I'm just yeah. saying, like I don't you know, we don't and then was dropped off at a hospital by two individuals, one believed to be Nicholson, who then left, she dies. The Redskins but by the way, he went to practice the next day and played that weekend. The Redskins again come out with some lame statement. The Red, by the way, the Washington Redskins mishandle everything. I don't know who at that. the top level of their organization, but they need to hire some smarter people. They mishandle everything. I was a great article yesterday in Barstool Sports, and I know you know. This was a non-joking article from Barstool. How, once again, the Washington Redskins are the joke of the league and mishandle everything. They had to know what happened. And they let him play. Now, they had, you know, they find pills and oh residue at the tin house. Tinfoil. Tin uh, so, I, I don't know where it's going to go. But clearly, I don't think it's going to go well for him. Uh, but, you know, but you're right. I mean, at what point are they going to take action? Because obviously this is out there. Yes. They I mean, can he play this weekend? I don't. They have to. They not. haven't made any announcement otherwise, right? It's crazy. Um, let's talk Baltimore too. You you um, were tweeting about this this morning, uh, making a statement essentially. So the, the past- former mayor Catherine yeah. Pugh was uh, indicted. Eleven counts of indictment, tax evasion, fraud. She got caught up in where she was trying to sell her book. I believe it's called Holiday Holly. Is that right? Uh, her or self-published Healthy Holly Children's Healthy Series. Holly. Um, so. And again, I don't know exactly how it worked, but she was selling her book to companies and to individuals who were then looking for favors or she was looking for favors um, to the tune of about $500,000 worth of book sales, which really then when they investigated, they weren't really publishing that many books. She resigned back in May um, and now they Federal indictments came out this morning, but this, this is crazy that these people think that they, they can get away with it. They say that indictment, uh, the indictment accuses her of years of a long scheme dating back to 2007. And you're right. Pew resigned in May after revelations about the deal. She allegedly cut with companies connected to the city and state government, setting off another political crisis and setback for the city. So this is a city. Wrong with this is people? a city that's, you know, you know, we had we just had the crazy controversy with Trump and Cummings, and unfortunately Cummings has passed. But about you know him saying it was I forget exactly the words he used, but just right. a terrible place. Um, this is the third consecutive mayor, and unfortunately all females, by the way. Not that that's relevant, but Catherine Pugh. Thank you. I'm just. You know. What are you saying? That we're like, you know, crooked women here? No, What's I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Catherine Pugh, you know, 11 counts, federal indictment. Sheila Rawlings Blake, who just, she didn't seek a second term, but there was a lot of cloud over her the way she um, handled the Freddie Gray situation and how she went after the cops and just a lot of missteps 
by her with the riots and everything and you know she was accused of really encouraging the riots or not doing enough to prevent the craziness around the the riots um, with with regards to Freddie Gray and then Sheila Dixon was the mayor before Pew before Blake oh before Blake okay and she was indicted on 12 counts of fraud and all kinds of corruption and things so that's three in a row Baltimore needs to elect better people and here's the problem it's like this you know you know what do I say insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results um, and come I'm on Baltimore enough elect we need some good people. Time for a white Republican? Is that what you're trying to hint at? No, I'll take anybody. <laughs> they don't have to be white. Maybe a Republican. Well, uh, it's obviously Democratic City. It's gone Democratic for a while. It's a, look, it's kind of like Detroit, right? I mean, Detroit. But, but here's the thing know, that I say. And, path, you know, we, we joke about Republicans. Sort of, here's the thing that I say. If you look at most U.S. cities, Detroit, you mentioned, Chicago, a lot of violence. Although I love Chicago, it's a great city. Baltimore and others. Democrats continue to get elected in these cities. They've run these cities for 50 years. Right. And they never improve. They just don't. And you have to start asking yourself, why? Are they taking care of themselves like in these, (laughs) potentially these past three mayors? Although, again, Blake, she resigned. She just didn't seek, she wasn't indicted or anything. At some point, you have to ask yourself, do they, do they? But don't you think it's more, I mean, because obviously there's other Democrats that run very well-functioning cities across America. Where? So. No, seriously. Where? Um, Democrat- well, Washington, D.C. I mean, D.C. is cleaned up a, a lot with Democratic. I mean, look, okay. Mayor Bowser. By the way, know- they called the, the you got You want to go back to Adrian Fente, who was, yes, a Democrat. Yeah. African-American male. Yeah. They called him Uncle Tom. When Gray ran against him. Right. Right? Because he was pro-business. Yeah. Pro-white business, they said. Well, the irony is no one's been more pro-white and gentrification than Mayor Bowser, which is the irony of the whole thing, right? I mean, Well, you Bowser know, tries to play both, right? She does. She, and and, and I mean, listen, I give her credit for that. She's she's pro-business. She gets... She's big time You need the money to come in, although she she's trying to fix the housing crisis, and I don't think she's made a lot of traction... You know, I know. To, is she really? Because it uh, seems like we open our doors in D.C. to everything. Scooters, Uber revenue, DoorDash revenue, uh, oh, no, huge that gentrification. Front, I mean, so to, it's interesting to me that she, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think she does an awful lot for uh, moving the city in a way that I think a lot of people are unhappy about because it's I, certainly not Chocolate City anymore. No, n- yeah. n- not at all. But it's so anyway, I, you know, compared to Baltimore, I mean, Washington has changed a lot. You know, I mean, you've lived oh, in this town and listen, been in this town for years. I mean, it's certainly there's, there's no going there, through a crime resurgence there, a little bit, but there, there's it's no changed doubt. A lot. And I think even starting with Mayor Williams, right? Don't you think going back, I, look, I think Mayor Williams, Fente, although Fente only got the four years, which was shocking, um, really started the resurgence. And then, you know, you've had. You know, Gray and certainly Bowser mm-hmm. since. Um, I think that you have like cities like Detroit, Chicago, Baltimore. There's a lot more going on, don't you think? I mean, in those cities, there's some uniqueness in the sense there's often, I feel like, a lot of corruption. There's a lot of issues way listen, beyond the mayor. You and I have talked which about I think this. Is a challenge. You know, you, we joke about Trump. I'm a fiscal conservative and I'm a social moderate, okay? 
my problem with states like New Jersey, New York, Illinois, California, the tax burden, like everyone wants to take care of everybody. And I get that. Right. But at some point, they're also anti-business. They're pushing, like you can't have it both ways. These states have been run by Democrats for years and they just haven't improved. Like, it's like, and I, again, there's Republicans who are not good governors and right. vice versa. But look at Maryland right now. A moderate Republican governor who's fiscally responsible has done a great job. He has a, I, you know, I think when he won the last election a year ago, he had a 68% approval rating in a yeah. very liberal state. Right. We got to start hiring, be- uh, electing better people. People have to really look at the candidates who's going to help, who's not, who's given a line of crap. That's all I'm saying. It's like we got to start, hire, you know, electing better people. Well, I mean, Baltimore is certainly going through it. Detroit seems to be, you know, getting a little bit better. Um, but also, the, yeah, those cities are tough. Um, and the education, you know, the, we got to fix these high schools in these cities. You know, the way to prosper in this country is, you know, it starts with education. Right. And I know we joke about like it, it's not a joke. Like. The cities of Baltimore, Chicago, even uh, as as much progress as D.C. has made with business and gentrification and the school system still not good. It's not. The New York school system is not good. The Baltimore school system is terrible. Chicago's terrible. Like Detroit, like we have to do better in these cities and have we have to figure out. And it's not the money. I don't want I don't want to hear the money. D.C., I believe, was like ranked second or third in cities in terms of the per student, the you know, the amount of money that goes, yeah, that, that's Washington brings in massive revenue. The district does, it's, so it's, it's not enormous. So we have to figure it out. Yeah, I don't. And uh, again, I, I don't have that answer, but it, I think it, you should start running for politics there in <sighs> Montgomery County in the Kentlands. How far would I, mean, I get? <laughs> I'd love to see you on the HOA. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I got to come up with a platform. Cool. Uh, what else? What else is going on? Anything exci- like interesting, exciting? I mean, there must be some good dirt that you want to dig about. I mean, come on. Oh, there's no dirt. What? Really? You've been in New York. What's going on with Fox? Fox is, Fox is good. You know, I was up in New York for some meetings regarding our relocation. Okay. So um, that's, again, moving at a rapid pace. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Now, who's going to pack up all this uh, shit that we have here, basically? Just like, oh, done. No, we're going to make everyone pack it up <laughs> oh, themselves. And you would. You whatever, would. Whatever, like, oh, we're going to give them each one box yeah. and whatever they could carry out. <laughs> that's what they take. Um, all right. Well, that's What's good. going on with you? Let's see. Um, well, you know, I mean, just like a lot of life stuff happening. Um, you know, I, obviously you saw my little life announcement. We yes. were going to have a baby that didn't work out. So we had a miscarriage. So, you know, you were very great. So is Paul McGonagall. Everybody here has been really supportive and uh, we're much more on the mend. So feeling way better about that. So that's been like a little bit of a life detour. Uh, but then, no, everything else is great. Right. I think like figuring out, you know, what's going to be the goal for 2020. You got to deal with life throws at you, right? Yeah, you There's do. There's a reason for everything. I believe that. I do too. Um, good, bad or whatever. And you kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I totally Pick up you. your bootstraps, what do they say? Well, you just, you know, look, I don't want to be a person that, and I talked about it on my podcast, we, we talked about it beforehand, you know, I'm always happy to talk about it, because I don't want to be a person that, like, stops living, because something, you know, crappy happens to you, you know, or no, I, I don't know what our journey is going to be, if we can have kids or not, but, you know, we're, like... So I, I have a, cha- not changing subjects, but changing subjects, I have a little funny story, so this weekend I traveled up to New Jersey, northern New Jersey. Okay. For my 35th high school reunion. How did we not lead with this? Wait, it gets better. So, but it turned out, so, the, and she did a great job. The, the, the you know, the, the person who kind of spearheaded it and, um, you know, got the ball rolling. Um, we realized, though, <laughs> about a month away from it, that it's really only 34 years. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this this is not, this is typical of my class. Uh, so 34 years, we had it at an Elks Club. Okay. Yeah, How was that? Okay, yeah, I saw your face. <laughs> yeah, okay. Pictures of the... Who catered this? This seems like... <sighs> I mean, I feel like, you know, you're used to, like, high-end bourbon. Yes, it and, like, was great. It was great seeing... a hot dog? I mean, <laughs> this is, like, a term of I, w- I wish they had a hot dog. <laughs> it was great seeing people, but it was a little... Um, Low-end? To say the least. <laughs> but, again, I don't want to come across as, like, you know, I get... No, uh, I think it... But have it. it at a restaurant. Like, have it at, you know... Why didn't they? What, do they feel like your classmates wouldn't pay to, like... I don't know. But it was great. I mean, at your age, like, can't can't you guys like throw in fifty bucks? I mean, is this what we have to look forward to? So it was forty dollars a person. I thought you just said Trump like has made everything better. Your class can't even come up with fifty bucks a head. We're Cle- at the Elks Club. Clearly not in my ex my <laughs> old town. <laughs> We're getting a <laughs> no. I listen. It was it was great seeing the she she did a fantastic job getting people organized. Um, so it was fun seeing people. Did um, anyone, you know, it's always interesting to me, like, because people, you know, get in their own lives, right? They get in. Did anyone care, like, what you did? Or they were like, oh, Patrick, what's going on? Oh, wow, no. you work for, oh. No, no. <laughs> Although. The, oh, you run, like, a big TV station. They were like, oh, hey, man. They had a MAGA on? hat out for me or something. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God, that's great. But it's, um, no, it's great. But people know? were, people looked good. Like, it but was like to bring you back. So, I, I've turned 50, didn't care. I've turned 40, didn't care. Okay. Although, I remember, like, 46 was a little weird. We've talked about this because it got closer to 50 than 40. You know, right. start feeling 35 years out of high school, although really 34 and a half, that feels weird. Really? That's, yeah, it's like, it's, like, crazy that that much time has gone by. I've been out twice as long as you were in my age when I was, no, even longer. Like, I was 17 when I graduated. I've had two 17s since then. Wow. The end is coming. <laughs> it's so far away, though. <laughs> I hope. You never know. you got a lot, you know, to collect yourself, actually. So you've got to really think about these next 17. <sighs> I, mean, I mean, have your actions been on the up and up? Like, what? <laughs> well, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yours? Oh, you're checking your dice. He's like, I'm uh, out of here checking my We got to go. No, I misbehave all the time. I'm like, I know I'm thinking, okay, 2020. I got to get some aspects together. You know, one of the things that's been great, I've really quit drinking and I'm like, that's a good you thing. quit, quit? Yeah. Even like post miscarriage, I'm like, I really So you don't drink at all anymore? Sober. Uh, no, I haven't drank since August and I'm really enjoying it. For the what? first time, I mean, I probably started drinking when I was like 14 or 15. So this is like the first time. I drink time. every night. 
I'm like, how do you do you that? You drink on the way home? Or are you just well, like... Well, I don't drink and drive but when I get home. <laughs> the minute you're inside, you're like... I, I, so honestly, I, I need, like, I I need like a detox. I've been drinking like Friday nights we go out and then Saturday night to and then Sunday a couple more and then... Like, Can you think of a time, when's the longest time you've been like without a drink? What time is it? 10, 18 a.m.? Uh, no. Hours? <laughs> no, I'm really kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. no, I... But you guys do. You do, you and your wife are social. You love going to breweries. You guys, you have a lot of friends. I mean, you're in situations. You, you you're making you me know. think I need intervention here. Well, I just, you know what? It's so funny. You like the clarity of being sober? Yeah, I do. Because I'm sure you can relate to this. But you know, you do. You enjoy drinking. It's very social. But even like you start having like one or two beers, right? And then you're like, your sleep's not great, right? Then the nights you go out and then you have four. And you're like, you know, it's, yeah. but you kind of power through, right? Then you eat bad. And it just... Then you have a couple days where you get yourself back on track. So I've done this for years. So when so you go I'm, out, like all can it, like, do you feel like you're having as much fun without alcohol as you did with alcohol? Or do you feel like you have to think about it, like, oh, I'm not having a drink right now? I would say things like so far. So last night I was at an event, right? Everyone's like drinking margaritas. And a lot of people that, you know, work on my podcast or whatever end up staying till like midnight. I probably left at like 830, right? <laughs> so I would say things get, get less weird, you know, like, you know what I mean? But are you having as much fun? I am because I feel like the next day when I wake up and have clarity, it's like such a better feeling than, yes, I have these great nights. And like leading up to our wedding, it was just so much like, oh my God, one bad decision after another. I'm like, okay, but that is I like, love, I don't do like all kidding. Oh, you like, make I, good decisions. Okay. No, I have like one, like I have a beer or I have oh, a well. scotch or like people have a, one or two glasses of wine. All right, well, what did you I'm, just say? I'm saying, no, I'm like, well, maybe I have an issue because like, I'm having like two or three margaritas and then it's Oh, like, okay. Uh, well, then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you you had a problem. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I just think it was like, you know, you keep going and. Here's what's crazy though. Like I don't drink great. at home. Oh, really? You guys only drink if you're going out. Yeah. I mean, maybe oh, like good. on a hot day or like in the, like a barbecue. Yeah, of course. But I almost never open up a beer or have like at home. Oh, well, that's okay. I have to be out. I mean, I think we were getting in the habit of like having wine at home with dinner and stuff. And so then you're like, all right, well, I'm drinking like four or five. Not Yeah. So by nine o'clock, you're four wines in and you're like, ugh. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go back for a while. I think I'm going to take a year and just not drink. See how I feel. I think I'm going to do that. It's really, I'm telling you, I've (laughs) like really enjoyed it. I've actually, that's been the best part. It's like so nice. And of course, the thing that I really enjoyed being pregnant is like you have the ultimate excuse, right? Right, right, right. So now the problem is like now you're not. So people want you to drink, right? They want you to. So you're like, you know. All these enablers. Right, exactly. So anyway. Terrible people. Um, All right, where do people follow Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, for Thanksgiving week. Actually, I'm going. Are we even doing one? What are we doing? You're not here? No. Maybe we should do one Friday or something. All right, maybe. Okay, bye. bye.